Hello and welcome to Breaking Down Bad Books, a podcast analysing trashy bestsellers from a literary perspective. Following my breakdown of Stephanie Meyer's Twilight, I'll be digging deep into the raunchy Twilight fanfic turned erotic romance, Fifty Shades of Grey. Although I'm not sure romance is the best word to use. Join me every Monday and Friday for chapter-by-chapter analysis of the book that Salman Rushdie said made Twilight look like war and peace. You can listen on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, or visit breakingdownbadbooks.com for all the listen links and contact information. I have a feeling that it's going to get awkward, but let's get through this together. Happy reading! This is where the gaslighting gets really good. My nickname around these parts is Dead Weight. I haven't been considering scissoring. I'm prepared to travel in time. We were deep into an Adam Sandler rabbit hole on this podcast. How did that happen? A lifetime of Hallmark. Well, hello, everybody. It is your favorite day of the week. It is time for another episode of A Lifetime of Hallmark, where we talk about your favorite movies on both Lifetime and the Hallmark Channel and try to make sense of them. I'm Les Kirkendall Barrett. Hello, Jason Bauer. Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett. And hello, Kirk Fitzpatrick. Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett, and hello, Jason Bowers. What What were you doing just now, Kurt? Kurt, Kurt, like that. Like Kurt has his hands up. Around. Yeah, he's got his hands up, uh, like yeah. in a fist almost, to the side of his face, and then the fist moves towards his face, and it looks like mm-hmm. something that you would see in an adult male uh, uh, porn. Well, I don't know about that. I was right. waving my arms in the air like I just don't care. Oh. That happens, that happens in adult porn? Like, like well, well it, it looks like, um, not to get super crass, but it looked like if there's a... Um, there's three guys, for instance, and there's two. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, wait, I, get, I don't know what's going I, on. Ski poles, they call uh, it. Ski poles. Stir, you would be traumatized. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, no, 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 no. That's what it looked you like. Just made some notions. Oh, no. It did? Wow, yes. I wasn't going for that. It really did. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep sitting on my hands. I don't know what. I didn't mean to give that off. All right. You never know what. You never know what vibes I give off. <laughs> That's funny. And of course, it's the week that we talk about a Hallmark movie. Well, yeah. you know. That's how we're opening the show today. <laughs> Actually, a very good Hallmark movie. Yeah, I agree. I, 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 well, first of all, I didn't realize that the movie we were watching was the one that we commented on in the last episode because we, we saw uh, the preview for it. Um, right. And oh. so, and so, when I saw it, it's like, oh, okay, because that guy was cute, and I was glad to be watching it, and it was a good movie. And I have to make a correction because I um, well. announced it as a Latinx themed movie, and it was not. And right. actually, I'm even more prouder of uh, the Hallmark Channel for 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 like branching out because the lead actor it was he was Filipino. Yeah. I was very, okay. I was very impressed with Hallmark. Very good. Keep up the good work. Was the the They're really main, getting up there too. the main actress in this? I could not tell, and not that it really matters, but if only to add to the culture at the center of the movie. But I, I couldn't tell. Was she Filipino too? Is she Hispanic? Is she just white with dark I, features? I think she was Latinx. Okay. Um, and 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 the, and the thing is that that. 
that threw me off was even in the commercials they had like that the the Latin the ding 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 ding. Yeah, they had that music in the background, and even at the beginning <clears throat> of the movie. Yeah, the beginning so of the movie, why, I thought maybe it was set in Miami or something. It just had like a very like uh, Latin feel. I did too. Well, yeah, I did too. I don't see color, so when I watch it, <laughs> but, but this I, is coming from uh, me who writes in my notes. White person just talked to the black person, <laughs> and then the <laughs> and the Asian person walked in. <laughs> but I was glad. I was. I'm glad that. I'm glad that the Hallmark Channel is sticking to their mission and like genuinely making an effort to make changes. Mm-hmm. I'm here yeah, for it. That's good. They're really getting out there too. I saw something called Good Witch. They're getting into witchcraft, all sorts of. We've watched the stuff. Good Witch. We've watched that before. We did. We watched. Yeah. It's it's a series starring Catherine Bell and Jamie Denton. We actually watched in uh, one of the movies. Yes. That's the one where they I had know. the pumpkin kayaking. Pumpkin yeah, kayaking. that's right. Witches? Are you sure we watched this other yes. movie? No, I remember. Oh, no. they, Jason is totally 100% right. They had the pumpkin kayaking. Totally they, kayaked in, they kayaked in a pumpkin? Like the pumpkin was like floating in the, the water? The pumpkin was a, yeah, it was a giant pumpkin and they, they do kayak races in them. It's a thing, yeah. apparently. I and they were witches. Yeah. She, she was a witch. Right. Yeah. Okay. But now right. it's looking like she has witch daughters too. Well, yeah. You gotta pass the well, torch. I must have medicated that because I don't I don't remember witches. Oh, yeah. I, no, I remember us talking about. It. I remember being shocked about witches. Oh yeah, because I was saying I was surprised that witch, witchcraft was involved. So, yeah. 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 All right. I remember saying something like that. Okay. Yeah. Well, before we continue. Kurt, do you have any black China news? Doing a piece of China. 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 I'm talking China. The Black China Report. Here's Kurt Fitzpatrick. We haven't had much in a while, but uh, Vanity Fair, Black China is thrilled her trial against the Kardashians will now take place even sooner. This is an article by Emily Kirkpatrick, not to be confused with Kurt Fitzpatrick. Black China is headed back to court to once again face off against the Kardashian family, and apparently she could be happier about it. The 10-day trial for the bottle's case was originally set to begin on November 29th, 2021, but now will take place a whole month earlier, on October 18th, 2021. In a statement to page six, China's lawyer Lin Siani said the reality star is thrilled that a court date has been rescheduled. But according to the legal documents, both parties are also still open to pursuing mediation before the trial starts this fall. And a post-mediation status hearing has been set for June 26, 2021. China originally sued the the family in 2017 over accusations of assault, battery, domestic violence, defamation, (laughs) defecation, and interference with prospective economic relations in regard to Rob and China, her reality show with ex-fiancé Rob Kardashian being canceled. In 2017, Rob, Kris Jenner, and Kim Kardashian requested that a judge dismiss China's lawsuit, though though they were ultimately denied the, the notion. The motion. In December, the model won her first legal victory in the case after a judge ordered uh, Boonham Murray Productions. Oh, yeah. I said that many times. Uh, the company behind the reality show at the center of the case to turn over any unaired footage from what would have been the second season of the show. The judge also ruled that unaired footage of Keeping Up with the Kardashians filmed in March 2017 must be turned over as it supposedly shows China and Rob working on their relationship and co-parenting their daughter, Dream. 
But Rob's lawyer, Marty Singer, previously denied all of China's allegations, also telling Page Six that this ruling in her favor was of no import since the footage has no impact on the case. However, we have requested Black China's OnlyFans footage, and she has refused to release that footage to us. A representative for the Kardashians did not immediately respond for requests for comment. Wait, are, are, the way that article is written in, in uh, regards to her OnlyFans page, it makes it sound like the Kardashians are asking for a free subscription to Black China. Right, so we yeah. want we want access to all of her content, but we don't want to pay twenty nine ninety nine a month. Exactly. And 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 are they and are they asking for the OnlyFans as a sneaky way just to look at it without paying? Well, that's what that's what Jason just said. But according to this, it's yeah, they're, they're trying to say they want it legally, but they're asking um, for a lot of stuff legally. So my big question is, mm-hmm. I wonder, since she's going to court, I wonder if Black China is going to have a make under. A make under. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, you talked about you, you picture her having more more demure outfits for court. Right. Oh. Like like a black pantsuit and her hair back in a bun you know, just she'll sell it. Right. She'll definitely sell it. And and instead of having just bling, like she'd have like a brooch, like a pencil skirt. Right. Exactly. But I don't know. It's, it's, it's a good photo up for her. So she, she does have to, she definitely has has to put some kind of look together. Or maybe she'll have like a legally blonde sort of a look. It'll have to be something that, that sort of checks two boxes. She's going to have to look, presentable for court so she so you know she's got a shot at winning her case but it's got to be outlandish enough where if she doesn't win her case the press that she gets sells more of whatever else she's got and then she still makes a lot of money she should get carly from this uh hallmark movie we're going to talk about to design her dress yeah yes yeah yeah um oh i wonder if she's gonna have like fake glasses too Oh yeah! Oh, so she like, look intellectual, like a like yeah. a on a like a what are those granny glasses, but like on a chain, right? Yeah, like a right. librarian. Yeah, and just you know have it have it set up so that you know she can shake her hair. She could take like if they they're like and the and um we award millions of dollars to Black China. Boom, boom, boom. And then she could like take off her glasses and let her bun down. Oh yeah, it'll be like uh, like a 90s teen comedy. She takes off the right. glasses, hair comes down, yeah, and yeah. suddenly she's walking in slow motion and the, the hair is just blowing elegantly. Right. I think I've told this story before, but I was on a subway, a New York subway, and there was an, there was an, an attractive woman who wore had those kind of glasses on. And then she got off the subway, and this guy on the subway, he goes, hmm, sex kitten at night. The librarian during the day, sex kitten at night. That's funny. <laughs> I do sex remember you telling us night. that, and I was gross at the first time, thinking, like, the things that women have to hear from creepy people. Right. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Well, let's well, here get we started are. on this. Yeah. I... I, I right in front of me and yeah this movie was I was I was very impressed because I was waiting for the dud part and I was like hey mm-hmm. there's no dud this is good okay. I took a long walk through nature today just thinking about life and a lot of what I thought about was this this guy Matt I have a lot of uh-huh. thoughts on this oh, Matt. okay 
Oh, I thought about Matt too. I walked through the woods. <laughs> I did. I did. And that's what I was thinking about. I was thinking about some deep things and I thought, then I really started thinking about Matt. I'm going to reveal my feelings. Oh, I, I, I want to peel back the onion on this as we go through the show. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Right. I'm deep. Cause yeah, I, I thought about, I thought about Matt and Nick. Yeah. I thought about Nick more than Matt, but I would think about yeah. either one of them. Oh, yeah. yeah. So we start off and I, and I wrote Miami at first and then scribble it out no. and put Los Angeles later. I couldn't tell where she was supposed to be based on that the opening shot of the movie because that was not L.A. that they showed. No, no, no. Well, because they showed, like, some LA. high rises, but there was, like, a bunch of water right near the high rises. And I'm like, well, that's not L.A. That's not Santa Monica. Um, yeah. I was but paying then, close attention because last week we couldn't figure out where these people were last movie. We thought they were in Pittsburgh, Chicago. Uh-huh. I, I it was, yeah, it was L.A. I thought I saw the Church of Scientology uh, building, mm-hmm. the main headquarters. Did I see it? That the, that I don't, the white building, that white building, isn't that the Church of Scientology building? Uh, I don't it's purple. Remember what? By well, they have a zillion Maybe huge not. buildings yeah. here okay. in L.A. They, they have they have a lot of big buildings. They they own literally something like fifty percent or maybe more than fifty percent of the real estate in Hollywood. That like the area of LA that is Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. LA is not. I mean, Hollywood is not its own city. It's not that big. Oh, but I I I live near um, the Celebrity Center. Actually, I live in between two Scientology buildings. I live near the Celebrity Center on Franklin, and then there's Mm -hmm. another one on Sunset, like near further east well sunset is like the main headquarters i believe yeah okay yeah and then they have like more than one building there like it's like a neighborhood almost hmm. and you once yeah. went there because didn't you like first move to la and there was like there was like an acting class by yes, they were giving Juliet act- Lewis. Yeah. they were giving acting classes and so what they would do is jason remember drama log uh-huh they would put ads in drama log, hey, $5 acting classes. And then they would put like a celebrity and hey, you can come and meet blah, blah, blah and take this $5 acting class. And so I was like, yeah, that sounds really cool. And I drove to the address and it was, yeah, it was the Church of Scientology. And I started to walk mm-hmm. in Mm-hmm. And I walked in, and then I got all of a sudden I got creeped out, and something was just like turn around, turn around, go home, go home, and I turned around. <laughs> and left. I had a, I was literally just telling somebody else's story today that I had an audition, a voiceover audition once, and so typically when you do a voiceover audition, if you're going to a studio to do it, now a lot of it's done at home, and you just eat send them an mp3 but it used to be like it was really common to go into a recording booth and record so you get to the studio you sign in you're in the booth you're in you're out this one i walk in and i and i am like something's weird here first of all the building had an alice in wonderland theme to it and the people behind the desk were wearing uniforms which you don't really see in the casting world you don't see like you know, someone has their office staff in khakis and a green polo, but that's what was going on here. Um, and they mm. were like super friendly, also not real common in casting rooms. And so then <laughs> I, I get into 
like do the voiceover and I'm not in a recording booth. It's like a really nice den of someone's house. It looks like that. Um, and they're like, okay, yeah. So we're going to show you a video of like what we're making some new videos. This is for, and they, they mentioned L Ron Hubbard and I'm like, oh no, like what uh, have I got myself into? And they're like, oh, well, like, it, you know, it's you're not like signing for Scientology or whatever. But like, you know, we're auditioning for this voiceover. So fill out this paperwork. It was like pages of paperwork, which you would never fill out for an audition. You would fill right. it out if you got the job. So I just kept putting like, will supply if hired, will supply if hired. And right. they're, they didn't even have me do a real read in a booth. They're like, oh, here, read these notes off of a notebook. And they're like, we're going to show you a video of like what we're trying to do, but we're trying to contemporize the voice and so as they're showing me the video the whole time i'm like i'm look away look away like they might be you know they might be brainwashing you you don't know if there's subliminal messages <laughs> so i'm like just looking down at the notebook not looking at the screen i'm just sort of like half paying attention on purpose and just sort of nodding my head like i'm taking it all in because i'm like i do not want to get caught up in this like do you think like Maybe do you think maybe your voice would have been used for like the new indoctrination? Oh, it absolutely was. Yeah, I mean it was definitely like a, a recruitment video, but they're not going to reveal just like how deep it goes in in that meeting. They yeah. they they're looking for an excuse to to, you know, get you in deeper and, and get get you feeling like, "Oh, they gave me this job and I've got this career. Okay, awesome. Sure, I'll yeah. wear your green khaki sh uh, green polo and khaki pants." Right. Yeah. Were they paying? Were they paying well? Oh, it didn't even get that far because I I still to this day don't think it was a legit a uh, legit job. Ah, uh, that, mm. hey, that that makes sense. It, it may very well have been. It. I'm not saying that it wasn't. I'm just saying that's my opinion. Is it didn't feel like it was going to be legit. Well, well, they have a TV studio. Oh yeah, I, yeah. Oh, they, I mean, they, they definitely have sh film things and record things. You know, this is like a. A, um, almost like they were doing like a you know DVD or something for for home mm. viewing to learn about Scientology or whatever. Like it, it was something that was going to be self produced for sure. Yeah, you yeah. you could have been the voice of Scientology. I could have been, but I am not. There's right. a I went into the there's like a little mini Scientology center in New York. I went into it and I I just look at the books they had on the shelf and the the character on the book looks kind of like Tom Cruise, but isn't just looks looks a lot like him. And I was like, Oh, well, I guess he'll never sue them. Right. <laughs> right. For doing that. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, anywho, we had a long, anywho, we so, had a lot of Scientology stories there. I, I know. Right. <laughs> yeah. They are, they're going to come yeah, so, after us and, and thank them yeah. for, uh, thank us for recruiting for them. Oh, right. great. And then I'll just say Leah Remini, Leah Remini, Leah Remini. <laughs> <laughs> Did she appear like Beetlejuice? Well, no, because what if what if my friends like because there's there are, there's a part of Sunset where they proselytize mm -hmm. as well, like yeah. they approach they approach you for to, yep. to come and get a test. Yep, like near Children's, like near Vermont. And so my friend says the way he gets them to leave him Vermont, Vermont Avenue in Sunset, L.A. Oh, okay. Um, and so the way that my friends, he says, the way that he gets them to leave him alone, he just says, Leah Remini. And then he says, like, they turn and walk away. <laughs> that's funny. Those people were book con. I went to book con and they were there like selling all their Scientology books. They walk up to me all friendly and hi. I was like, nah, you guys don't want me. Right. I'm not interested in this.
<laughs> so anyway, so we, we, we so we're in we're in LA, and we see our heroine Carly, and she's the wedding planner, and she's like planning a wedding, and um, her one of her assistants is like, you know, you should put yourself out there more, and Carly is like, you know what, I don't want the spotlight. So we've done our Hallmark trope of we've set the theme for the entire movie. And so that's what we know the movie's about, not wanting to be in the spotlight. And so she gets a call from her friend, and um, she's, she's talking to her friend, but at the same time, oh, she, t- she gets a call from her friend, and her friend has gotten wind that she actually, that Carly's going to be helping out with a celebrity wedding, but Carly's being cagey about it. But it does turn out to be that she, it is the woman's wedding celebrity. Kiara? Kira McCabe. Kira McCabe. And so... And um, whoever played her, she had a very small part in the movie, but that actress was stunning. Oh, yeah. 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 Beautiful. And I'm sure, I'm sure we will be seeing her in more Hallmark movies. I'm sure, yeah. I have a feeling. So this is probably like her, her this is probably like her little like audition to see how well she. <laughs> well, there was, a guy, there was a guy in this movie who played the groom at a different wedding in the movie. And I'm like, this guy looks familiar. It's like, oh, he played somebody's brother in another movie. Like, he's clearly that, like, you know, part of their B roster, but they keep using right. him. It's like a repertory company. Right, right. So maybe this that. is like her intro, yeah. her intro into the company. Like her, you know, yeah. her. So, um, so they're at mm-hmm. the wedding planning session and they're trying on dresses and stuff. And her mom looks visibly, Kira's mom looks visibly upset. And um, Kira tells Carly that, oh, my mom is bummed out because she doesn't like her dress. And then Carly is like, well, guess what? I just happened to have an extra dress with me. And it's something that I just whipped up. And it turned out to be like this fabulous dress. And the mom is happy. And Kira is happy. And once again, Kira says to Carly, you should become a designer. So this is the second person in like 10 minutes who told her that she should become yeah, a designer. Basically, Carly kept saying, yeah. like, I only I only pick the outfits. Like, in other words, she she's a uh, fashion stylist or wedding stylist. Right. Which is yeah. an art form and unto she, itself. Yeah. And so she's... Um, so, so then... They're at the wedding, and it's at this big, huge mansion. Now, that is in L.A. How do I know? Because I have been to that house. For what? So there is a house. It's in Beverly Hills. It's, like, um, uh, like near the cold, Coldwater Canyon okay. area. Yep. And it's a house... And it is a replica of Versailles. Okay. And so um, my ex, one of my ex's really good friends is like this tech millionaire. And so he had his 40th birthday party and he had his 40th birthday party at that place. And you had to dress like you were from the French Revolution. (laughs) 
And... Oh boy, you really? <laughs> some the French Revolution. Yeah. Uh, but it was it was a fun party. That's uh, Snoop Dogg was his entertainment. Mm-hmm. I ended up meeting British. Matt Barnes, the basketball player. Yeah, it was a fun party. So I British. been there. So I. Where did you get the French Revolution outfit? Did you have like a bayonet or what? We had to go to like a costume shop. It was like a whole thing. It was a whole thing. Um, but yeah, so I've been there. It's a fabulous place. It's huge. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, um, oh, so then Carly gets a call, right? So with her ex or someone asking her out. It's, it, no, not a call. Yeah. He's there. The her ex Liam, Liam, who Sydney, the friend that works at this lodge. Sydney mentions like, "Are you going to see Liam?" Uh, so we know that Liam is the ex, and they introduce him here to like ask around. And he was really douchey, and she's basically like, "Ah, no thanks. I got got other no, things no. to do." This Sydney was really invested with hooking up her friend. Where does what's uh, Sydney's deal? I'll yeah. see a bunch of guys around her. I actually ha- find out. I have a theory over who Sydney should have ended up with at the end of the movie. Ooh. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because Sydney Sydney was very attractive too. Yeah. Actually. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, she was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then now this was it this was was this like in Marin, Marin County where she ended up? So the oh the wow. wedding was up near wait, wait the wedding was in Mexico Kira's wedding was in Mexico Carly oh, no, lived in L A like, and the lodge was up near San Fran so yeah Marin County okay. would make sense because they, they showed the, the Golden bridge. Gate Bridge they, yeah they showed the bridge yeah we saw so it was like I, Golden Gate Bridge yeah 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 so so then uh, like Carly California goes geography up. here yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so she so she um so she goes to the lodge hmm. and um she uh sees so then we see the chef he's very cute yeah he's he's very cute and so he's in the kitchen Nick. and he's talking to Nick he's in the kitchen and he's talking to his boss the head chef and he's talking about, he's like, hey, I have an idea for a special menu. And the chef's like, nope, not on my watch. Yeah, Chef Edward, he was a dick. Yes, Edward, he yeah. Was, he was such a dick. Um, okay. So my notes are, I can't decipher my notes. So what happened after that? Well, somebody says the word foodie because I hate that word. Oh, why do you of all people hate that word? You I don't like the word foodie. Yeah. Why? What's what's your I don't, apprehension? I don't know. It just shouldn't exist. I just don't like it. Foodie. Oh. No problem with that. It, do you anyway. think it's too broad of a term? Like everyone eats food, so how does that make you special? I don't know. It's I don't I don't like the way it sounds. Sounds like duty, like foodie, <laughs> Rudy, Rudy. I don't know. I just there's something about that. Uh, it just it's just the way it rolls off my tongue. It doesn't sound right. Okay. So my next the next notes that I can decipher is when she's sitting at the table and she gets um the empanadas. But yeah. what happened before that? That was basically uh, it. Like so Nick the yeah, chef yeah. sees Carly and walks over and 
it, he's got these empanadas that he made that Chef Edward wouldn't try, but he's like trying to get opinions of people that are actually there so he can use it as leverage. And he, he's like, he pushes his empanadas on Carly, not a euphemism. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, no, no. And she finally eats mm-hmm. it and it tastes really bad because he fucked up and the knife was like used in horseradish and onion and it was only supposed to be used on one of those things. Right. And okay. so, um, so while so while she's sitting there, oh, so he's like, wait, 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 I can fix it. And he runs back to get more empanadas. And while she's waiting, uh, she bumps into her old college friend, Jackie. Mm-hmm. And so Jackie. Yeah, Jackie. So Jackie basically did my worst nightmare because so she's like, you know, she's like, oh, Jackie, what are you doing here? And Jackie's like. Oh, you weren't invited to to the, everybody. All everybody that we know from college is here because everybody. we're all here for the wedding. And it, yeah, it was like, weird. Literally. Yeah, yeah. It was okay. So they, it was Tiberus Tiberin College. I don't know if that's a real college. It can't be. Maybe it is. Uh, yeah, the whole college dorm was there. Like everybody in the dorm. I was thinking. Wow, that's a group of people I haven't seen in contact with a dorm. Well, I right. think I that was probably just shorthand in the writing of the movie. I don't think that that the entire uh, entirety of the same dorm was there. I think they were all probably friends from the same dorm, though. And 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 you know, to be fair, I've kept in touch with a good chunk of my college friends, and we all still get to, together that, periodically. Yeah. So that's the people from the dorm. Yeah. I, I also think it's more believable here because they were a little bit younger, you know, when they're they're like twenties, early thirties, yeah. you're much more likely to be in touch with people from eight, ten years ago than when you're in your forties. Right. So um so so then, But anyway, these um, people all got together and didn't invite her. Right. Everybody, like everybody, every, that's what he's like. Everybody was there. But they did she make a point. Of, Carly made a point several times with this movie, I think, to sort of, you know, uh, like ease the audience's sympathy for her. She kept saying, like, you know, I didn't really know them that well. Like, I, I don't take it personally that I wasn't yeah. invited because oh. she she claims she wasn't like part of their friend circle. So that makes sense that she wouldn't be invited. To, and then she, she said she's that. She's trying to make herself feel better. And then, and then she said because she had to put herself through school. So she was working all the time. Yeah. And so, and so, yeah, she said that several times. Like I was, I was working and I guess Sid, her friend who's at the lot, who, who worked at the lodge, Sid was always working too. Now, did they, did they say why uh, Carly had to work so much? Did they, did they ever? She said she got got a scholarship. She said she got like a partial scholarship and yeah. So everybody else yeah. She just couldn't afford it. Like, did she, she talk she about her parents or anything though? Because there was something later in the movie. I'm like, wait, did I miss that she she has uh, parents that are no longer with us? Because I don't think they ever explicitly even hinted no. at it. She mentioned a mother. She mentioned her mother. But I think she mentioned her in past tense. Oh, well, maybe, maybe like your mom would have. Yeah, your mom would have liked this. I see it, it, it was something like that. Thank goodness. Yeah. Maybe this is part of the all new Hallmark. Hallmark I appreciate, I appreciate the work that you put into that to uh, make sure that we got that soundbite. I, I wanted <laughs> to make sure it was in in case, in case, in fact, it was true in the movie. I don't. I legitimately right. don't know. 
Yeah, you don't want to have that unjustified. That, yeah. that sound bite. We might get some letters. Right. Oh, so so then, so then Nick Nick comes back out with some more empanadas. She doesn't want to try him. He's like, "Come on, come on!" And then he give, and then he's so cute that she's like, "Okay, you're cute." You know, I, I have to be, I have to be honest about this. Those two are adorable. That's that's all there's. Yeah, <laughs> they absolutely were. They had great chemistry, and they were they so good are looking. Absolutely adorable. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. What were you saying? And so he was like, chemistry. he was like, yeah. yeah, right. And so she kept on saying no. And he's like, listen, you know, it's important for me because I'm trying to bring out more food from my culture. I'm Filipino. Mm-hmm. This is. And so she was like, OK. And so she tries it and it turns out to be really good. Mm-hmm. It's like really good. And so then he sat there. This part was kind of creepy because he sat there and watched her eat it to make sure she'd eat it. And his and he was like, "Well, I love watching people eat my food." Well, yeah, so a she, chef. she had to eat it. Yeah. <laughs> and so then, once again, like Nick's talking to her, and Nick mentioned something about the wedding, and he's like, "Or they're saying something." Like, he's like, "Oh, you weren't invited, were you?" No. I used to watch a cat eat. I'd like feed a cat, and then I I watch the cat eat. Like, like up, up close. It's like, crunch, crunch, crunch. <laughs> so I kind of relate to Nick. <laughs> so a girl eating is compared to watching a cat eat. Well, I didn't prepare the friskies, um, but it was, you know, it's an experience watching someone eat. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I prepared that bag of friskies. <laughs> <laughs> when you were stirring oh, no, no. the friskies did you ever accidentally stir it with the fork that you used in your horseradish the cat might not mm-hmm. have liked the friskies no but I don't know, this cat was oblivious to the fact that I was watching her <laughs> you're eating yeah well mm-hmm. <laughs> you know oh, so then we find out though that both of Nick's parents are still alive he's, he's, oh. he because they were talking about college and he was like he he had helicopter parents. Oh yeah, and they were still alive. They're still alive. See, I thought so, that they were killed in a helicopter. Right. So then, then Carly <laughs> looks over and she sees Matt. White Matt. Yeah. Yes. So he kind of creeped me out about at least in the beginning. Then he, 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 he well he becomes more human later on. We don't really know anything about Matt. He's an yeah. enigma. Well, he went from like, oh, he's really attractive to like, wow, he's really bland to like, oh, he actually seems kind of nice. Like, he kind of he he ran all the, he ran the gamut for me. Yeah. Well, so. this is what I was thinking when, when I took this long walk. I was thinking like, you know, you can't just throw a character into a movie just because they're good looking and think that's that makes them desirable. You have to add something that makes them interesting. But that was the point, though, Kurt. That was the point. What's, what was the point? That, what that it was a bad character? No, like when it when we get to the close to the end and she comes to realization. Yeah. All right. I guess. I mean, I think it. I think it. I think in regards to this specific character, 
they weren't trying to make him a real obstacle, like a real true obstacle for her getting together with Nick, which you know was going to happen just from the trailers. Uh, it, it was supposed to be like, this is a guy that she's still hung up on because she's still mm-hmm. thinking like a college girl. Because she almost went on yeah. a date. See, she was friends with these people in the dorm. She almost went on a date, and everybody knew. Everybody knew that she almost went on a date with somebody. Yeah. Everybody knows. But they knew because the one of the main girls at the center of that other friend group used to date Matt. They were like in love and then they broke up. Yeah, and his next step. Yeah, and, his, and then his plan was to was to go out on a date with uh, Carly and then everybody knew about that again. But why did it never happen? Because she had work and she had to cancel. Yeah. But she had to go to work. Okay. And everybody remembers that? Yeah. Okay. Wow. So, uh, so, um, I hope people don't remember stuff about me like that. It's kind of weird. But so, so Matt, so Matt was like <laughs> making eyes at her and smiling at her. And then, of course, Matt walks up and says, Oh, you're here for the wedding? And she's like, No, I'm wasn't not invited. I wasn't invited. But then she Matt's goes, like, hey. I wasn't invited. <laughs> right. But, but Matt's like, Hey, why don't we catch up later? And she's like, Yeah, I'd love that. And so then, um, but she's kind of babbling. She's like, you know, girl with a school crush that can't quite get the words out of her mouth. Right. And so Nick notices and Nick teases her for it. And then later she goes, she, she's talking to Sid and Sid is like, you know, oh my God, you ran into Matt. And then once again, Sid brings up, remember you were supposed to go out on that date and didn't go? No, she says a lot then, invested in this. Yeah. And then Carly was like, well, he's probably in a relationship anyway. And Sid hops on Facebook and his status was single. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so Although just Sid, words of the wise, that's not necessarily an indicator of one's actual uh, relationship status. No. No. Like yeah. you wouldn't have updated it or people don't update, especially now, like people aren't on Facebook as much. People don't update. People deliberately put something false up there. I know people that say they're Ooh. married. I know gay guys that say that they're married to their female friend on there. Like that's right. not a real indicator. I think the only time you have to kind of, uh, kind of be a little careful is when it says it's complicated. Yeah. Yeah, that's what well, you know, or if like every one of their profile photos is them and that other person, right? Why are these Why right. are these friends of yours saying they're married to their female friend? Are they trying to pass as straight? No, it's either like it's an inside joke between them, or they just don't want to be bombarded with ads for single gay people. Whatever it is, they you know they're like we can control our narrative to a point, so we're going to. I remember oh. for the age, I used to put that I was 100, 101 years old. Mm-hmm. And then Facebook like sent me a message saying, you've got to change your age or take it off. Mm-hmm. You might be. When they were going through that whole, when they were going through that whole, you've got to have your, your birth name or whatever that. <laughs> yeah, they was. were really weird about that for a while. And then, and then the, the whole drag community, pardon the pun, drugged them for it. And now it's not as uh, big of a deal for them anymore. Right. Facebook for for a period thought I was gay, and they were they were telling me to go on gay cruises and all kinds of stuff. 
There's something called like Atlanta, Atlantic Great Gay Atlantis? Oh, Atlantis? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Atlantis Gay Cruises. They wanted me to go on that. I was like, I'd be a dish rag on that thing. So how was the cruise, Kurt? How was it? Well, <laughs> I didn't go on the cruise. Wow. I they finally they finally gave up on me. Then recently I got yeah, mad. It was like I didn't go on the cruise. Anyway. Australia. Recently, they gave me something. Um, Alaska. It was like it was like a dating site for geeks. That's that's what I got like a couple of days ago. So they're what still trying to figure me out. On your, what are you looking at yeah, on it's Facebook? It's none of your business. That. They're trying to figure me out. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Atlanta's cruises are fun, though, Kurt. <laughs> did you do one? Hell yeah! Oh, you did. Okay, I have. I have yet to. Yeah. I might this year if uh, if things were safe enough to do it. Well, it's fun if you're gay, right? What what, what am I going to do there? Dance in a box. True. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dance on a box. Grind against strangers, as one does. Hit on this. Hit on like this. The staff. The female. Hit staff. on the staff. Oh no, I'm 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 here for the staff. I'm straight. <laughs> hey, you'd be surprised. <laughs> they're out to they're out to sea for a while. Right. <laughs> I have several female friends who have oh, yeah? joined me for nights at various gay bars in West Hollywood and who have left with either phone yeah. numbers or dates. For sure. I have many female mm. friends that have hooked up with oh, hot yeah. straight guys straight out of the gay bar- bars. Yes. Yes. Right. Gay pride is a hotbed for straight girls hooking yeah. up. Yeah. I mean, because, let's be honest. It's a hotbed for everyone hooking up. Right. <laughs> because I had this straight friend, and she would go with us to gay pride. And so there was always that those few gay, those few straight guys who were supportive of their gay friends. Mm-hmm. And so they would go with them to pride. Oh. And, like, they'd end up hooking, hooking up. Yeah. Oh, this should yeah. work out for me. Hmm. I'm going to keep this in mind. Yeah, yeah. Go to New York Pride. I do a big Pride party every year. I don't. I probably won't do one this year because I don't think we're having Pride. But next year you can come, Kurt. Okay, I'll fly out. Oh my god, this is gonna be the second year in a row, Jason. Yeah. Well, I hope there's Halloween. (laughs) Me too. Yeah. Halloween. Well, if you hold on to your. French Revolution outfit. You can wear that to Halloween. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> or to Pride. I have a prediction. I have okay. a prediction. So if this Halloween goes, mm-hmm. it is going to be the sluttiest, scantily, oh, most yeah. scantily clad Absolutely. Halloween you have ever seen in your life. Or I might wear a G-string. Sure. Yeah. I guarantee it. People are going to wear their masks as their thong. Hmm. I guarantee it. Oh, yeah. It's going to be nuts. It's. I have a feeling that once this is done, the next decade is just going to be like buck wild. Well, they've been saying that they expect this to be the, the new roaring 20s because everyone is it has all this pent-up uh, energy. I don't know that it's going to go on for 10 years. <laughs> I, I will say out of the gate, it will be insane. I think it'll die down after like a year of like, okay, we got that out of our system. We can kind of come back down to earth a little bit. And all I know, and I'll tell you this, all I know mm-hmm. is that I am a new parent to a child that does not need a babysitter. So, <laughs> so I will be out and about too. There you go. Okay, well. I'm ready. <laughs> all right. Send your letters. Boom. 
Maybe we should maybe Some we should invites. save this conversation to a lifetime movie. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. I mean, we started talking this about Kurt doing ski poles. Come on. True. We do some, True. That's a perfect time for us to do some live shows. <laughs> Get started on that. Um, oh, Let's by the way, yeah. and we'll I, I I'll I'll just mention it. We now have our very own clubhouse club. The time of Hallmark. Yay. And uh, and more about that in the upcoming weeks. Yes. More than that. Um, We have a website too. I was working on that a little bit. Anyway, more on that later. So so anyway, so like Matt is definitely making eyes at her and she's Mm. definitely making eyes back. And Sid is like, well, why don't you see if there's a spark between you two? You know, why don't you just go for it and see what happens? And then, um, She's talking to Nick again, and Nick was it Nick or was it Sid that said no one is their real selves at the beginning of the, of a relationship? I think it uh, was Carly that said that. Uh, Carly, I Who's think Carly, the main woman in the Harley. movie. Harley, oh, Carly, Carly, Carly. Oh, I think oh. I said Harley. I was like, "Who's Harley?" So, so then she's talking to Sid. She's talking to Sid, and she overhears some of the bridal party talking about like there was an outfit mishap. Yeah. Like, apparently went wrong. The, the bride was like, Hey, let's just, you guys go pick your own pink dress. And then they got there mm-hmm. and they realized that the dresses are like, they're both pink, but they don't quite go together pink. And yeah. so now there's a big meltdown over how to tie them in together. And so Carly overhears this, and Carly's like, oh, well, this is what I do. And so she goes over and offers to help. And How nice so, of her. She she must be, I guess she's a Christian. She must be religious. Because, like, nobody invites her to, to the wedding, but she jumps in there to help him at every turn. Well, but that changes, because Carly ends up saving the day, and while Carly was saving the day, I guess her friends Googled her and realized that she, they, they found out that she did Kira McCabe's dress, which means that Carly is basically kind of famous. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now they're playing like it. it down. And yeah, so they're, they're and they're, like, getting, oh they're getting the services of this, this uh, you know, renowned wedding, uh, you know, wedding style coordinator which probably pays pretty well and she's doing it for free as a favor and they're like oh okay you should probably come to the wedding yeah there right. should have been an right. extra scene where you see some of the girls talking like wow we should have made friends with her and the other one says oh no no we didn't have to she's helping us anyway and they high five each other <laughs> <laughs> that's dark <laughs> so so yeah so so carly so carly leaves she she did her good deed and she was rewarded because now she's Thank going God. to the wedding see so karma maybe it's karma she maybe she's a buddhist or something she is maybe karma works of course why, but maybe, why are we approaching uh, anyway. this like that's that should be her her desire like <laughs> i she wants to do good no, the wanting to do good, that should be your desire. But like the wanting to go to the wedding of this, these people that she doesn't really know that well, like, I don't know that I'd want to do that. Because no. then you're like, oh, now I got to get an outfit for this thing myself that I've got to pay for. And I've got to buy a gift and I've got to give That's up right. part of my my weekend of like me time being away from weddings. She's got to give like a hundred dollar gift or something. Yeah. But this is going to get her closer to the man that she wanted. It's going to get her because Matt was going to all the activities too. So, hey, it was like win win as far as that goes. Yeah. 
But, oh, so then after she's done helping the ladies out, she goes back to the front desk to talk to Sid, Mm -hmm. and Nick is there, and so Sid is like, hey, Nick, I want to introduce you to my best friend, Carly. But then they already knew each other. And so then, you know, they're happy, you know, they're chatting, they're having fun, and then Matt walks by again, and, um, oh, the Nick, wait, oh, the didn't Nick, he, what did he say, like, the three questions you need to know are chicken, beef, or, oh, at first, because she was like, she was like, oh, I'm not sure if I'm going to go to the wedding, I'm not sure if I want to go, and... Nick is like, well, you're you, the only answer I want from you is chicken, beef, or vegetarian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think it was chicken. So, so then she's hanging out in the lobby, and then Nick like sends out a special dish just for her, like special hors d'oeuvres just for her. And um, is this when Matt came out in that ugly purple shirt? I believe so, yes. Because Matt, Matt was a very good-looking guy, and purple rarely looks bad on anyone, but for whatever reason, that is not his color. It looked so weird on him. Right. And, and, and oh, there, and so there's, like, this whole, like, dessert platter. So I guess it was, like, a cocktail dessert cocktail hour for that. Yeah, they were having a barbecue yeah. in the hotel. That's what they called so, it, but it was, so, it, was, so then, it was, like, a pre-wedding gathering. So then we find out that Nick made the desserts too. And I, and I guess, you know, Carly's trying them out. They're really good. Um, and so then Nick is like, oh, by the way, I go- everybody's Googling her. <laughs> and he's like, by the way, I Googled you too. Mm-hmm. So I know that you're famous. And so then um, Matt walks up. Nick is kind of giving her a hard time, like teasing her. Um, this whole so movie, then, yeah. poor Nick is self cock blocking the whole time. He's like yes. trying to help out Carly, but basically play like Cyrano here and, and, you know, yeah. make it happen with Matt. I'm like, dude, you're clearly into her. Right. And it's like, you're really hot. Like you don't yeah. even have to try. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe that was his, uh, his MO. Like maybe you don't have to try. Uh, so <laughs> So then, yeah, so then, yeah, this is when we find out about, you know, Matt asks her if she's coming to the barbecue, and then Nick tells her, say mm-hmm. yes. And so she says yes. Then Nick is like, Carly, you need to chill. Don't try so hard. Because she would get tongue-tied every time Matt would walk up. Like, she'd get goofy. Yeah. She did this, like, weird, awkward wave. <laughs> and that's the thing, because she was very pretty. She was a very pretty woman yeah. she was oh yeah gorgeous very short though she was like whenever she was next to sydney sydney was like towering over her mm-hmm. and like matt was matt was super tall matt and nick actually were both tall but matt was super tall and so when you would see her next <clears> to matt it was like two feet difference yeah it looked like that movie my giant with billy crystal <laughs> oh, so, then, so then carly and nick decide to become friends they're like you know let's be you know we're get, we get along anyway let's be friends oh that's nice and so then we find out 
that Nick, basically, the only reason he's pretty much sticking it out there is because he wants to take over for the head chef when he retires. But it's not looking like he's going to retire anytime soon. And so then Carly is like, well, I've been eating your food. It's really good. Why don't you just open your own place? And so then, oh, and then Carly was like, I can help you. She's like, I've got a lot of connections. I can hook you up with people. Mm -hmm. And so he was still kind of like cagey about it. So then the next day is the barbecue. Carly says that she feels bad about going because she's not in the wedding party. But um, Sid is like, well, no, you're invited. So just go. And you're going to see Matt anyway. So go and so we should talk then, about carly's drink of choice oh yeah she, she didn't drink alcohol yeah she drank soda water with water with five maraschino cherries yes which she called a garnish is that really considered a garnish yeah 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 really yeah. The drinks of garnishes i always yeah. thought a garnish was like parsley on something well, like if you order say like a vodka soda that comes with lime that's a garnish mm. and it's gauche to eat a garnish it's wrong i, I always squeeze that little orange you said like uh like like we're lime. doing a uh like uh what is it a my fair lady it's gauche to eat a garnish it's right. gauche to eat a garnish i didn't know this i must be unrefined because i'll squeeze that lime or that or, the, or that orange i love it I absolutely will well, too. Well, I think it's, I think it's gauche to have like ten limes. In well, I no, I don't do that, and I don't eat and it, and it, a, a, a cherry. I don't like cherries at all, so I'm not into that. Because and so here's the thing: I don't drink. So when she was talking about that, I was like, huh, maybe I should try that the next time I go out. With five, like, though, see, with, it would the the yes. like fine. Drink your soda water. Although it was a little weird that it was like plain soda water and maraschino cherry. Like you almost at least expect well, like seven up. Well, it's weird that she asked for the five cherries, but unfortunately it's, it's the realm of weird that I live in. So I can't really criticize her. It's, it's you know, <laughs> well, you know what I'm going to do the next time I go out, I'm going to order a club soda and not with five maraschino cherries. I'll ask for two just so I don't look, crazy and i will i will report back and let you know what it tastes like yeah let me know i think i think specifying (laughs) the number of maraschino cherries you want with your club soda makes anyone look crazy less okay well then i'm crazy i I think it i I, yeah i think if you ask for like a club (laughs) soda with maraschino cherry like that's not crazy but if you're like with two maraschino cherries so something about the specificity of two is like a little bit too weird okay so 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 i'll go to high tops or i'll go to saint felix and say can i have a maraschino can i have a club soda with maraschino cherries please there you have a maraschino cherry with a club soda on the side Right. Is that what soda water is? Is a club soda? Because she asked for soda water. Yeah, they're, well, they're, they're they're considered one and the same when you order it at a bar. But there is a club soda. Um, is club soda? Uh, soda water could be club soda, or it could be seltzer water. 
Usually, if it's out of a gun at a bar, like the soda gun, it's seltzer water. Okay. But club soda, you generally, you know, that's bought in the bottle. Seltzer, I think it's club soda has, one of them has sodium. Yeah. Club and then soda has tonic sodium. water, which is nasty. Yeah. Tonic water. Tonic is nasty. Well, tonic is literally a medicine. Yeah. Can cure Charlie and horses. It, and it tastes like it. Well. Did I ever oh. tell you I once saw, this is on New Year's Eve several years ago. I was at the grocery store near where I live. And I'm like walking down the soda aisle because I was buying club soda. And I look down. And my friend is rounding the corner towards me, and I look my friend dead in the eye, and I point to the woman kneel, uh, knelt down in front of me at the club soda comparison shopping, and I'm like, Tyra Banks. <laughs> Tyra Banks' oh, comparison shopping club. She wasn't kneeling. She was, like, crouched down, and she was, like, comparing the the generic versus, like, the name brand because they're, like, a dollar difference, and they're the exact same thing. But good for her. She yeah. watches her pennies. Absolutely. <laughs> Oprah said she did that. I remember some years ago. She was still wealthy, but years ago she said she she go in a store and she she had to buy a rug, and she was putting all the rugs out to say she 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 couldn't decide which one to spend money on. Mm-hmm. Good for them. Yeah, it was like that's Walmart. It's a, a lesson. It was like Walmart rugs. That's a lesson. You know, you got to watch. You got to watch your spending. Times are tough. But Oprah's a billionaire. Oh. <laughs> True, but hey, but that's why she's yeah. a billionaire. Because that's why she she's a billionaire. She watches. She makes seven pay. Right? She's yeah. she's friends with Susie Orman, and Susie Orman probably yells at her if she spends too much money. For sure. Oh, okay. Oh, this was this part was sad because Nick and um, Nick and Carly were talking about their past relationships, and Nick. Yeah told Carly that his past, the past few women that he dated told him that they were tired of him being a banquet chef and that they wanted more. I was like, Oh, that's sad. I guess these are women with some high standards. Like they, they know what they want and they don't want that. Right. But then don't date him to begin with it. Like if that's something that's important to you, a, you're an asshole, but B like, okay, then this isn't the guy for you. You know, it was an he, it was an honest job. He was good at what he did, and and he had aspirations to to grow beyond his current status. Yeah, right. I used he to think that reason. too. Yeah, I used to think that too. That like that was a really a, a shallow thing, but somebody set me straight. Now they explained that you know some some people they want a certain lifestyle, mm-hmm. and they're like, look, I'm not I'm not sticking around for Europe banquet chef and that's that's not what i want i I don't want to live that kind of life i'm not judging the hey this is something that i'm going to want out of a relationship i'm judging the getting into a relationship and then deciding that hey this still isn't enough like you know going into the relationship what that person's status is and you could decide then and there whether or not you're going to move forward Right. And then, right. and, and he had, cause he had a reason why he was staying there. Cause you know, he was hoping he was basically trying to hold out until that guy eventually retired. Yeah. And also yeah. he mentioned his grandmother was in like assisted living or They're whatever. Living, and so and he, he needed, he needed a steady yeah. job that wasn't going to go away to make sure that she was taken care of. Yeah. yeah. So then it's like extra like, ah. That's nice. So he did it for good reasons. Yeah. 
couldn't those women have appreciated him for being a good man and hot and and, and ladies uh-huh. and ladies look at the fact that he's taking care of his grandmother that means he's going to take care of you yeah. look he's hot Ooh. and really that's all you need to know he was really hot really hot i thought you said he was hung he might be i hope <laughs> well <laughs> <laughs> we both answered it once. Like, yeah. I hope. Yeah. Um, oh, so then. Um, <laughs> if if he and Matt were side by side, Kurt. Would, no, would no, 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 no. Ski poles? I did not. That's not what I was. That's not what I was going for. So I don't know what's going on here. Now I'm really going to. Now I'm going to start those. Going to get those ads again. Yeah, Facebook yeah, for sure. For the, for the cruise, the Atlantis cruise, whatever it's called. Right. Oh, yeah, here, so here then Matt, Matt. <laughs> so one of the things that I liked about this movie is nobody was douchey. Nick wasn't douchey. Matt actually wasn't douchey. Like everybody was actually like nice. The only douchey one, and he was like, in it for a split second, was the ex-boyfriend Liam. Yeah, he was yeah. douchey. Yeah, but but, and the main cast of characters, they were all nice people. Yeah. That's pretty standard for Hallmark, though. They don't usually have a a true villain. Right. And then even, yeah, because even the girls in the wedding, the bitchy girls, they weren't weren't bitchy. I guess they weren't douchey. They were nice. They were were nice, too, though. Yeah, they were trying to include Carly. All right. Well, not in the beginning. Because, yeah, this next part where they were like... um, uh, one of the girls is like, hey, let's take a picture with all of the ladies from the dorm. And then Carly's like, I'll take the picture. And they're like, no, you're one of the ladies. Come take a picture with us. Yeah. And the bride, so, I'm reluctant to say this because it's not nice, but I know this is, this is a comedy show. But um, <laughs> I'm like, uh-oh. The bride was peculiar looking. She looked a little like the alien from uh, the Twilight Zone episode Aww. to serve man. I'm sorry. <laughs> to serve man this episode season three episode 24 of the classic twilight so she she had a very large very large forehead like, like i said do the right thing it was an eight head an eight head <laughs> wow but look this is a comedy show and sometimes i have to point these things out you know what's funny i was at a clubhouse okay so this is the second reference to a forehead that I saw today because I was in a clubhouse room earlier and <laughs> one of the women from one of the shows was described as having a six head. Oh, a six head, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But now you're looking Well, I'm not going to do this anymore. I don't think it's worth the laugh because I feel like I'm being mean. I shouldn't say this. She's probably a, a lovely woman. And here I am saying that she's like the alien in um, the classic Twilight Zone episode to serve man from season three, episode 24. I, I like how you're like, you know, I'm not going to say it anymore, but let me be specific exactly about what I'm not going to say. And then you said it again. Make it a double feature. Uh, you got this podcast. No, make it a triple feature. You watch this movie, the podcast, the podcast, and then watch that Twilight Zone episode. <laughs> oh, God, that's it. Uh, I'm not doing it anymore. I feel bad already. So, um, oh, I support oh, you. Kurt. So, so then, yeah, I you support, support you, it? Kurt. I support you. Oh, good. Okay. All right. Maybe I'll continue then. That's all I so, needed to hear. I support you too. Oh, so they were like, hey, take the picture. And they're like, um, no, get in the picture with us. And so they're like, hey, we'll get Matt to take the picture. 
So as Matt was taking the picture, uh, he was taking the picture with Carly's <laughs> camera, and a text from Sid came through about Matt. Oh, yeah. yeah. Humiliating. Humiliating. He sees right. the text. He hands yeah. it to her. And says, have you talked to Matt yet? <laughs> what have you Oh, man. Her oh, face okay. is as red as a beet. It was humiliating, but at least he was into her, and so it wasn't as oh, humiliating. Yeah. I mean, it, was, it, was, it would have been somewhat humiliating if you're Carly, but at the end of the day, it served as a nice icebreaker between the two. What if she? Did, what yeah. if he just saw the text and just looked disgusted? And just, oh, right. <laughs> just be horrible. Right. Because at least, at least this was kind of like for him the green light to step it up. Yeah. So No, he knew he was in. He knew that she was talking about him. It was an easy road for him at this point. Yeah, but exactly. And then, do and then it worked because then he was like, hey, well, let's sit together um, at the wedding dinner. Let's sit together. Yeah. And yeah. it was like nice the way he asked it is I was like, okay, he's not being a douche. I like him. Mm-hmm. I wrote, is he the last man on earth? Because it seems like all these women are like, oh, man. Oh. I have a, I have a theory. You know the dudes? Yeah. I have a theory. Well, it was more of these were women of a certain age, and no, where, but, but, and he was a nice, he was a nice guy, nice guy who was obviously gainfully employed, attractive, mm-hmm. good personality, and so that's you know the the older you get the harder it is to actually meet someone it it was definitely a sense of like okay this is prime a prime cut of meat we're gonna be fighting especially especially for women as it's at at a certain age and this is not a diss and i've heard this from my female friends who are around my age my female friends who are around my age say that it's harder for them to date because guys that are age appropriate want to date younger women. Mm-hmm. Right. So the fact that he was actually into Carly, an age appropriate woman, that was probably a turn on to all the rest of the women too. Okay. They weren't that old though. These ladies. No, they're like their early thirties. Maybe if that. True. True. But you know, all right. I well, and I have female friends who I have female friends who are in their thirties who are like, uh oh, I better, you know, <laughs> I better, I better do something, even though it's not, you know, they're not old at all. Mm-hmm. Right. Better do something. Oh, so so then there's like another event happening, and then Nick, meanwhile, is teasing Carly, like, "Hey, did you talk to him yet?" And then we find out that Carly got Nick a cooking gig for a wealthy friend, mm-hmm. and so she's like, "My friend wants you to come over and like cook for her next week," and Nick didn't look too thrilled about it. And she even said, wow, you don't, that wasn't what I was expecting. Because, and because the thing is, he, she got him this cooking gig and this would be a potential investor for his new restaurant. 
Yeah. So, well, and, and that's why, why he wasn't that thrilled is because he wasn't looking to open his own restaurant. He like she was right. pushing him into like they just met a couple date what two days ago and she's already like right. hey I've got you an investor for that restaurant that you've told me that you don't want to open. True. That's a lot of work too. He's got to put together a whole prospectus and business plan unless he wants to order one of those one dollar open one of those one dollar pizza slice places. I think you still need a business that might plan work. for that. Yeah, you gotta put your, you gotta get your ass together to do that too. Uh, oh, so then it was like another event with food, but then he whipped up like something special for Carly. And while he's, he gives it to her, but then the head chef comes out and tastes his food and gets mad because he used flavor in the food. Yeah, mm-hmm. the flavor in your food. And so she was even like, wow, what a douche. He's getting mad because you add flavor to the food. You dick. To a salad. Yeah. So then he made her he made her pork and with sesame oil. But but he didn't say there was sesame oil, but when she bit into it, she realized that there was sesame oil because she had an allergic reaction to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sort of breaking of the hives. Yeah. It was a pretty mild and reaction so- though for a food allergy. Like if this had been a lifetime movie, this would have been the thing that would have killed somebody on purpose. Oh, she would have been right. in anaphylactic shock. Yeah. That that <laughs> allergy <laughs> would have been used against her in some way to kill her or try to kill her. I thought her head Yeah. No, I thought her head was her head would be inflated like a like a Macy's yeah. Thanksgiving parade thing. That's what I was hoping yeah, for. Yeah, but instead it was just like she, it was like she had like mild rosacea. Yeah, like yeah, she had, she had like a little blotch, little and he red. went to he went to touch it, and then they had a moment. Yeah, because he like sort of the hand caressed the cheek, and then they had a moment. They looked yeah. at each other. Or the serious like, uh oh, uh oh, he's in. He likes her, and so then oh, so then uh, they're out. Uh, Carly and Lily. <laughs> who's another one of the girls, but I forget the other girl's name, and Matt, they're all sitting around roasting marshmallows. (laughs) It reminds me of the Munsters. Lily. 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 This is an episode of the Munsters where where these people are trying to... I'll make this quick, because I know we don't want... <laughs> Monsters, they're like, uh, I know, these people are trying to delay Herman, and so he's like, they're like, oh, would you like something? Was like a drink? Was like a, like a sandwich? He goes, oh, actually, I'd like a hot fudge sundae. So, they, so then, like, there's a time, there's a time lapse, and he's eating, he's eating like like twenty hot fudge sundaes, and he goes, well, I have to go home now for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I was out with a friend a few months ago and may have uh, partaken in some marijuana and and I was like I wanted to talk about Fred Gwynn and and I think I even posted something on Twitter like Fred Gwynn hot or not and I took like a poll or I may have compared Fred Gwynn but I I, like I I have like photo and people are like who is Fred Gwynn what are you talking about? Oh, what were the results? What were the poll results? Uh, he was not voted hot. Uh, okay. Uh, well, th- this is a safe space to talk about Fred Gwynn if you ever mm-hmm. want to talk about him. Yeah. <laughs> darn, 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 darn. <laughs> I think I compared him to a more contemporary, uh, like, you know, more 
more traditionally contemporary hot actor. And I was like Fred Quinn versus like a Brad Pitt or something like that. Oh, oh come on. That's that's tough. That's, See, no, I like, agree, what, Kurt. Well, it's it's not it's not cut and dry less. That's tough. Fred Gwynn fucks. Yeah, yeah you, you got to put him against like older. Um, no, you know, no. Anthony Quinn. This is, this old, is old Anthony Quinn. This is uh, this is like a, this is a like a no time frame sex bracket. Like you know, like put him up against against you know John Aston Gomez or like you know Major yeah, Nelson. See, yeah, I think I think pitting Fred Munster against Gomez is too on the nose. I think he or need... Darren, Darren, Darren Stevens. Which one? Yeah. Uh, both. Both. <laughs> oh, so they the, do the two of them count as one? I'm trying to think who else you could put him against. I I don't know. I got I got Zorba the Greek on my mind. So yeah, Mike Brady, mm-hmm. uh, Doctor Welby, MD, Marcus Welby. Wow. <laughs> right. Oh Ward, wait, Ward it, wait. It might have been Fred. It might have been Fred Gwynn and Pernell Roberts. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Right? Who's, who's Pernell Roberts? Roberts from Bonanza. <laughs> he, he oh. but he was was also on uh, the the Trapper show John Trapper John MD. MD. Oh, I didn't watch that. So Trapper okay. John was you know. a character on MASH, and then oh, they, you know did, they did they a, did a series that was set in, in present day that started different actors, Trapper John. I got it. You, you can Fred, put him up against, like, Lou Grant. Yeah. I got one. Vic Tabak. Who? Yeah. Yeah. That's the one. Vic, who's hotter? Vic Tabak or? Oh, Fred Gwynn. Fred Gwynn. Fred He's Gwynn. hotter? Okay. Yeah. He's got that <laughs> jawline. <laughs> He's got what jawline? Yeah, he's okay. got that like really, really defined jawline. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah, you yeah. put it like Fred Gwynn against Gilligan. I'll Gwyn. take it further. Gwynn again. Uh, uh, Vic Tabak or George C. Scott? Uh, oh, Vic Tabak. <laughs> oh, yeah, George C. Scott. I think he's so crazy. Uh, well, I'm yeah. I'm gonna go Tayback on that one. Okay. Yeah, big Tayback. Big Tayback. Okay, I love the- This is the <laughs> stupidest fucking game show ever. <laughs> it's hot or not, but with like old timey kind of celebrities. Fred Fred Gwynn or Gomer Pyle. Uh. I'm gonna go, even though we know Gomer plays for our team, I'm still going Gwynn. Gwyn. Okay, Fred Gwynn or Andy Griffith. Oh. I'm going to go Andy Griffith. I feel like he'd be kind in bed. <laughs> Fred, Fred <laughs> Gwynn. Why are we still playing this game? <laughs> Fred Gwynn or Jed Clampett. Fred Gwynn. <laughs> <laughs> I have a really disgusting visual that I'm gonna, not going to convey, uh, but no, I'll go I with Gwen and let's move on. No, I guess Jethro Bodine didn't go. <laughs> Who's Jethro Bodine? You know who Jethro Bodine is from Beverly Hillbillies? Oh, his name was Bodine. Yeah, I'm going to go Bodine. with uh, what's the name of the secretary? The um, Miss. Um, uh, uh, yeah, I know you're uh, talking I keep about. I yeah. Nancy Culp, and it's not Nancy. That's her real name. Lily uh, Tomlin was uh, playing the role in the movie. Right, Chief. 
Yeah, her. <laughs> her? Yeah, her. I'm going to go with her. She's... You're going to take her? Okay. Hmm. I was like, Nancy Culp, and I'm like, no, that's her real name. Her name is Nancy Anywho. Culp? Okay. Yeah. Anyway, oh, so then Carly... <laughs> So they're sitting around the table making s'mores, and you could tell that Matt Sorry, was I'm just paying laughing attention at to. The, I'm laughing at the absurdity of how long we just talked about Fred Gwynn on this podcast. <laughs> well, I, thought I was Miss Hathaway. To, Her name was Miss Hathaway. Jane, That's it, yeah, Jane yeah. Hathaway. Yes, <laughs> I was trying to keep it tight. I wanted to say my little anecdote about the monsters where he's eating all the hot fudge Sundays because I love that. Oh no! I'm glad that we did. I just and, and I we, love we, the absurdity. We kept going and going with it. I would have taken my time with that hot fun Sunday story. I, I'm just happy because I remember Miss, Miss Jane Hathaway. Miss Hathaway, yeah. <laughs> and oh, and she ran for office, like in in, a, in a California. She was running for like Congress or against something like Buddy that. Epson. Well, no, Buddy Epson did a commercial against her. I don't, I don't think he was running against he, her, but. He did a commercial he where he goes, he goes, he goes, Miss Jane is real liberal. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? I don't know any of this. Yeah, she's I running for us. She's running for us. Miss Jane is real liberal. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, they're making s'mores. And so Matt is into Carly. Carly's into Matt, but Lily keeps on giving looks. And she's not mean or anything, but she's giving looks like dis- looks of disappointment. And so then um, they're getting they're all getting ready to leave. Uh, Carly like saves her s'more, like she wraps it up and stuff. Matt asks her if she wanted to go for a walk and she's like, no, that's okay. I'm going to go home. Go to bed. Yeah. Played very cool. And, but then she tells Nick the reason why she wrapped up her dessert is because she has a cork. She likes to take her dessert home alone and eat it and savor it. And sometime, and, and then she, she was talking about like, she wanted a little fork, or sometimes she used a little fork. Yeah, yeah she, she likes does. a tiny a quirk? fork. I think it's a quirk, yeah. yeah. I, like, I don't think it's it's a quirk to take the dessert home with you. I think it, the quirk, at least to me, was I like to savor it when I'm all by myself. Yeah. Is it a quirk or an illness? I mean, you know. It's a quirk. Yeah. It both. It, it's all in the framing. Yeah. Right. I guess so. I think I'd get along with this woman. So then, yeah. Because of her love of desserts? Play it cool. Because of her love of desserts? Yeah. But I need a dessert in the restaurant. I'll eat it at home. I'll eat it at home in the restaurant. Because you know she'll probably eat cake very slowly. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so then Sid, Sid and Carly are walking down the street and she sees um, Lily in in one of the boutiques looking for a, a new dress. <laughs> Lily. And so then Carly <laughs> goes into the store. She's like she's like she's like uh, she's like Sid, I'll see you later. She goes into the store and she offers to help Lily pick out the dress. <laughs> 
<laughs> You've got to stop really saying the word Lily, Gillespie. You've got to stop saying Lily because Kurt's just going to laugh every Lily. time. <laughs> she, picks out a, she picks out a red dress for, for you know who. Who's that? <clears throat> so then um, we find out that you know who is a nurse. Oh, yeah. She's an ER nurse. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so she was like, wow, um, wow, Carly, I wish I had your talent. And Carly's like, no, you actually are the one with the talent. You know, you help people. That was actually a really (laughs) smart choice in the writing to – to just drop that in very casually. Oh, by the way, this this woman who might be a threat to what Carly wants, uh, AE, IE, she's making a connection with Matt. Let's make her infinitely more likable immediately by making her an ER nurse. Like, oh, she's selfless. Right. We have to like her now. Right. And she did look very kind. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, so then, so then Carly's at the farmer's market. And she runs in to Nick, and then they then Matt shows up, and so oh wait no 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 she ran into Matt and then Nick showed up and they were because Matt invited her to go to a food truck and then Nick showed up and Matt's like hey you want to come too, mm-hmm. and then I love that Nick was like yeah sure I'll go so they all mm-hmm. went to this food truck. And so um, they decided, oh, oh, so they decided to have like a hot wings. It was a hot wings truck. Yeah, it's a, it's a and they have like a fire challenge where you eat like the, the super, super, super hot wing. And if you could do it, you win a free hat. Yeah, it's great. Well, so they all got hot wings. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And so the two guys, the two guys went first. And they couldn't, and they ate, they ate it a good amount, actually. Yeah. They, they ate it, but then it got really hot and they had to stop. What? And then Carly. It, it was, it was played, like, comedically, it was played like a dick measuring contest. It was like these two guys who are yeah. clearly both vying for Carly are trying to show off like, hey, I'm a big man and I can eat this spicy wing. Yeah. So they're both like sweating it out and suffering. And then they both give up. And like they, I, I thought it was funny. They brought them out milk. Yeah. <laughs> and then they had a lot of they, sweat. Yeah. And then Carly's like, okay, so it's my turn and just laps it all up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I appreciated the, uh, I appreciated the attempt at a, at a, at a solid comedic scene. Like they, they really, mm-hmm. I don't think I've seen too much of that where they really try to do some, try, try to uh, comedy. I mean, I wasn't really laughing. I, I, I agree with what you say, though, because I, I feel like they refer to these movies as romantic comedies, and I'm like, they're romantic, but are they comedies? Not really. Oh, I, didn't know, I didn't even know they did that. Yeah. Well, this definitely, that definitely was um, a solid, uh, it, it was a good attempt. It was cute. Yeah. Yeah. And then so, so she ate all the hot wings, and her excuse was, well, my dad used to always make really hot hot wings, so I grew up eating hot wings. She got a hat. So then they're oh so then uh, Nick and Carly are walking and Nick is like you know Carly you should really be yourself around Matt you should just be who you are and he should accept you for who you are and by the way you should be designing your own clothes too and so then they walk by this cafe and he was like bummed because it was I guess he liked the cafe and it was closed down 
And then Carly's like, well, wow, that looks like the perfect place for a restaurant. And so then um, then he tells Carly, well, he tried to open a restaurant once, but it didn't work out. And then that's where he tells us that he pays for his grandmother's um, assisted living. And so that's why he needs a steady job with Mm -hmm. a steady paycheck. Yeah. Health insurance covers part of it. And then he, he covers the rest. So then, I don't know why I feel like I need that, to find that out, but there you go. So then he says, "Well, I need to go back and make a charcuterie board for the party tonight." And then Lily or Carly gets all excited, like, "Oh, a charcuterie board! Oh my god!" I don't know what that is. Cheeses and oh. and nuts and and crackers, basically, like in ham oh. and you know turkey yeah. and olives oh, yes. with or. Uh, it's a cheese platter for the table as opposed to a big party cheese platter. Oh, okay. And so since she loves garnish, she was just like, like beside herself. A table of garnish. Yeah. So, so then, um, oh, so, so then they were having a contest and the winner of the contest would win a dinner for two made by Nick. Yeah, the raffle. And yeah, so, a private dinner for so, two. Right. And so then Matt won the raffle, and so he won the dinner, and he invited Carly to come with him for dinner. Because it would be weird if it was just like Matt sitting there by himself and Nick is serving him. That would be, just be odd. Mm-hmm. Right. No, not my book. So no? then... So, so then they go to the dinner, and we He's find out. Again. <laughs> we we go to the dinner, and then we find out that Matt isn't very adventurous in the food department, as opposed to Carly, who loves food. Mm-hmm. Which but means he's not, not very adventurous. Food. Which means he's not very adventurous in bed. He just oh yeah, exactly. lays there. Yeah, he likes no flavor and, whatsoever. And so. And, and so, and, and at one point, um, oh, and so that so as they're talking, um, we find out that Carly actually majored in fashion design, mm-hmm. and so the reason why she canceled the, their date was because she was helping her cousin with her wedding, and so she canceled their date to go help her cousin, and she realized that she was good with styling weddings, and so that's how she got into that. So then Nick brings out chicken adobo and I'm like, oh my God, I remember when I was a kid, when I was eating meat and we lived on Guam. And so we, we would get chicken adobo. Chicken adobo is so good. Yeah. So, I'd like to have that. Is that the thing that they had that was in that sort of big leaf that they opened up? Yeah. Okay. In the, in oh the yeah. That's what chicken adobo. I'm going to write this down. Oh, I want that. Really good. I got some Grubhub money to spend. Put it this Chicken way. Adobe, Adobe. Chicken Adobe. Okay, I got it. And it's I got a right. Filipino eat. dish. Put it this way. Oh, oh, oh. I don't eat meat. I okay. would eat chicken. I would eat chicken adobo like wow. right now. Doesn't work like that. You would eat vegetarian uh, adobo. I would eat chicken adobo. Tofu adobo. I'm a vegetarian, but I have been known to sneak in and out every now and then. 
He were a, a big a, a Big Mac once in a blue moon. Hmm. Better not say this. People hear it. I consider myself a dirty vegan. Okay. You know, so you, so you, you cheat every now and then. Well, I have a friend that calls himself a Cheegan because he cheats on his, on his veganism. So he's a Cheegan. I like that. Yeah. I like that. So he, so we're basically the same. I just call myself a dirty vegan. But yeah. Oh, so then, um, oh, and then uh, Nick was calling his food Filipino fusion, which actually sounds really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... So then we basically find out that Matt didn't eat any of the food and we could see Carly getting turned off by that. Like, like it, it like the longer the dinner yeah, yeah. went, the more you could see her getting like turned well, off. Also you could tell that so they didn't really have anything in common. Right. So Matt's eating habits basically cock blocked him. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. And so then they go out to the lobby and they meet you know who well no before that happened there's like this mad rush to to uh end the dinner because chef edward is showing up because nick was doing this on the dl behind chef edward's back so like the the uh one of the servers there who's nick's friend is like he's coming he's coming we gotta move and they're like rushing around to cover stuff yeah this woman really helps on nick a lot yeah Yeah. this the the, the woman who works there she's really on nick's Side quite a bit, yeah. This this chef Chef Edward, he's the he he's a real cock blocker. He's he's a cock blocker yeah. in every you know every level of life. It seems just a real buzzkill. Um. So so then Carly, you know, so Carly at this point is like, you could tell she's like, eh, maybe I'm not so into Matt as I thought. But then you know who walks up. And they Absolutely. both say the same thing about how they hate cilantro because it tastes like soap. I hate cilantro too. I get it. And so, oh, and by so the way, it's, it's, a, it's, yeah. it's a genetic thing. Yeah. What's it's genetic? It's a totally genetic thing. Cilantro uh, tasting like soap? It tastes like yeah, soap to certain thing. people. So it's a genetic yeah. thing, what, like if it tastes like soap to you or if it doesn't. And that's why the oh, people that like, me? that very actively hate cilantro, it's generally because they have that gene oh wow i didn't know it that because for me it tastes like soap. i hate cilantro. oh yeah huh so their kids hate would it. almost guarantee they would not like cilantro right well i don't have that gene um i taste soap but it tastes like cilantro <laughs> so i have that gene oh so then nick <laughs> a hail mary right there Okay. Nick brings Carly a special dessert. I was like, aww. And you can tell that Carly's starting to like him, too. And then he even gave her a little tiny fork, and I'm like, ooh, okay, Nick. Keep it. Good job. Yeah. Keep it going. R- risk of his job, though. You know, he stole that from the kitchen. Chef Edward's um, like, excuse me, I just counted the tiny forks. One's missing. So, so then she then runs into Nick a little later, and we find out that Nick actually has a gig with her friend like that day and um the day of the wedding by the way the day of the reception the day of the whole his whole existence at this job is to cook for weddings he said it several times in the movie so he takes this side gig on the same day that he's got a wedding self-sabotage yeah 
And, and meanwhile, Carly was expecting a dress, like she was getting a dress through to Amazon, I guess. And the dress was not showing up on time. And so she had to run out and just buy some ugly dress. Yeah, it was from her assistant in town. She was supposed to send it. Okay, yeah. Um, but so, yeah, so she got this ugly dress. And she's like, Nick, my dress is really ugly. And Nick is like, well, why don't you, why don't you spice it up? That's what you do. And then we get a making an outfit montage, mm-hmm. which was really good. Oh, see, yeah. I actually wrote in my notes it was a pretty lame one because the montage was literally like two quick cuts and it was over. Well, okay, but for Hallmark, for Hallmark, it's it's a step up from what we normally get. Yes. And there was a little song. <laughs> so it was something. I was like, so there was, you know, there was, a, there was a little song. So I'm like, okay, they're they're trying. How did the song go, Les? <laughs> We're making a dress. It, How did it go? No, I thought it was, I thought it was like Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings, or like, like it was a sassy girl song. Yeah. I play that music whenever I make a dress. Sharon Jones and Dap Kings. Yeah, I get the sewing kit out. I don't use a sewing machine. I. I just you know do it by hand, and then I wear it in my private time. But anyway, let's not get into that. All right, next. <laughs> wow, I'm just kidding around. Now I'm going to win again. So Facebook so that, is really things are going to sound outrageous. I like this analogy because that Sid Sid made because she's talking <laughs> to Sid, and Sid tells her you're acting like a backup singer when you should be like the main singer in this thing. Well, Katie Seagal was a backup singer for Bette Midler. Mm-hmm. And look at her now. Sheryl yeah. Crow so, was a backup singer for Michael Jackson. Yes. Oh, was she? Yeah. Yes, she was. But, um, yeah, so she's, so Sid's telling her, yeah, stop acting like a backup singer. You know, go take the lead. You're talented. And, um, <clears throat> oh, so then... Uh, she tells Sid that she's actually into Nick. And then hmm. and then um, Patricia, Nick's friend, uh, was like, oh, hey, Carly, Nick just got back and he looks like he's very happy, so I think it went well. And so then he kind of rushed in, but she knew, but Carly knew that he was late for work. So he kind of rushed by her, but she understood why. Yeah, he looked a little overwhelmed. Yeah. In the moment. Mm-hmm. But she was kind of like, yeah, he's probably, you know, he's late. He's needs, you know, I'm just, I'm just going to back off. And so then, Lily, <laughs> Carly, <laughs> Carly found, oh, Lily saw Carly and Matt talking. And she, like, kind of rushed out of the room. Carly noticed it. Carly went after her. And Carly was like, I know you still have feelings for Matt. Um, and then and then Lily's like, yeah, but I dumped him. And then Carly's like, but still, you know what? Give it a try. And she's like, I'm not into him anyway. Yeah, get she's this like, I'm really not into get, him. Get this before. wet blanket off of me. Yeah. Right. And then it's getting chilly. Uh, and then she said something which actually made sense because I've done this myself. She said, 
I built the perfect person in my head, but then once I went out with him, I realized that we had nothing in common. And I did that where you see somebody, you have a crush on them. Yeah. You end up hooking up with them and you're like, oh God, it wasn't all that. I think it's a normal human instinct to to put all these expectations onto a person uh, when you first meet them, if for if be it romantic or otherwise. Like we we sort of paint this picture in our head and then we get upset that they, they aren't that picture that we painted in our head where it's like, that was all our imagination. And with yeah. her, it's probably, it was probably worse because she had a crush on him in college. So what would you say? This is probably like 10 years after they graduated. Yeah. She was probably, this was probably like rumbling around in her head for like a decade. Yeah. Yeah. Holding on to that, huh? Oh, but then we find Ooh. out yeah. Uh, we, we find out that actually Lily dumped Matt and he decided to date someone new. And so Carly was basically going to be the rebound chick anyway. Yeah. Because he okay. was still hung up on her. On, on Lily. Yeah. Lily. Yeah. So. By the way, then, my mom's then, name is oh, Lily and my dad's name is Fred. I kid you not. Really? <laughs> yeah. True story. That's great. At least his name is Herbie. Yeah, I know, right? Oh, so then um, Carly then takes Matt aside. And she's like, listen, you know, it's not going to work between us. I know that you're still into Lily. But I love this part because, like, Matt's like, yeah, and I know you're into Chef Nick. So I was like, oh, that's cool. So so nobody was the villain. Right. Nobody's ever the villain in a Hallmark movie. Ever. Sure. Well, then he went over to her oh. and started talking to her. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. I only broke up with you because your penis was so small. So <laughs> you were hung like a light switch. And I... Hung so, so, like a light and switch. Since, yeah. That's an old Howard Stern joke. And she's like, she's like, and then, but since then, every man I've been with has been bigger, but they haven't been as nice as Nick, kind as you. They've all been bigger, though. Definitely bigger. Like, like a light switch. switch. All right, all right, all right. And I don't want to hear about this. So that's the conversation that you didn't hear. But that's the conversation they were having. Yeah. In my mind. Oh, so then we see Nick. He's in the kitchen and he, and he gets a call and he takes the call in the kitchen, but then he gets a sad look on his face. Yeah. Acting. And then we find out that, oh, the Nick runs, oh, then we see Nick walking out, but he's in regular clothes. Mm -hmm. And so Carly's like, hey, what's up? And he says, well, Georgina passed. She didn't like my food. And then I got caught talking on the phone. And then one of the waiters ratted on me and said that I'm not sticking to the menu. And then, and plus, I was late, so Chef Asshole just fired me. Yeah. There's the villain. He's a villain. And he's like, now, I don't know what I'm going to do. I have a grandmother to take care of. I don't know how I'm going to take care of her. And it was all my fault for trying to think outside the box. Yeah, he, he said he, I guess he just dreamed too big. I was like, oh, that was a gut punch. And then he left. Yeah. And then we go three months later. And so we see Carly and she's back in her office 
and she's designing and we find out she's become a designer. So she's doing it. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts to Nick. We and Nick, see Nick and he's at Nick a farmer's li- market. Nick is living like fresh as dorm and nomad land. He's living in his van <laughs> and working, working Amazon over the holidays. But he, he, he's at the farmer's market and he's looking at spices <laughs> And he sees sesame, and he remembers, oh, she oh, had an allergic reaction. I miss her. That's when I poisoned her. Oh, I'm really sad about that time I almost killed that girl. Wish I could do it again. Right. Just like she ruined my life. <laughs> so then Carly gets a call from Sid, and Carly's like, you know what? Or so Sid's like, you know what? Why don't you bring some of your designs up to the lodge and we can kind of do what we could do a pop up shop. Mm-hmm. And Carly's like, sure. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so then Sid's like, hey, and maybe while you're up here, maybe you can find Nick and work things out. And so Is then she's back up north. We see Sid in this dress that looks amazing. She really did look amazing yeah, in looks, that dress. Yeah, fantastic. She was hot. And then, and then Carly was like, oh, do you like this dress? I made it especially for you. And so then Sid's like, well, you know, I hate to waste this good dress. Why don't we go out to dinner? And so they go out to dinner. At a new place and, on Maine. Um, at a new place on Maine. And um, they, they, they go to dinner, and they sit down, and then all of a sudden, we see the chef, Nick. And Ooh. she sees, and so then Carly sees Nick. They start talking. Then his grandmother comes out and is like, is this her? His grandmother, who didn't look that old. No. Well, he's not that I old thought, either. I thought I thought she was in assisted living. How did she get out? Well, she assisted living, like, um... No, you can leave assisted living. Yeah. Leave. Was this approved? It might not be assisted living. It might have been, like, a senior, like, senior living. You can leave. Even my mom has dementia, and I could take her out. She can it's leave. Just, as long as it's a relative, you can l- l- take them out. I was just afraid so, she wanted to I, I thought this was really cute though because the the we find out that like Nick's got his restaurant, it's all Filipino fusion, and the name of the right. restaurant was the Tiny Fork. And I wrote I here, mean, come oh, on, that was so sorry. fucking cute. Like I wrote I wrote I wrote <laughs> Didn't she see that when she was walking in? It was called the the Tiny Fork. She did not. Yeah, she wasn't paying well, attention. Maybe the font she was so said, tiny she couldn't read it. And so we find out, and so this was a cool ending, actually, because we find out that that Georgina, the woman who had him over, didn't like his food, (laughs) but everybody Mm -hmm. else at the dinner did. So all the guests at the dinner invested in his restaurant. Yeah. And flipped Georgina off as the restaurant took off. Right. Because the restaurant was packed. It was packed. Mm -hmm. It's a tiny listener. Then they kissed, and right. it was over. And it was a sexy Obviously. kiss for Hallmark. Yeah. Like, normally the Hallmark kiss is pretty chaste and pretty, like, there we go. This was, like, it wasn't, like, tongues, but it was, like, it, there was there was heat. Yeah. They're yeah, they stepping were, it up. 
Yeah, they were su- sucking face, like I said, on Golden Pond. They, they like like three times they were they were going at it. I yeah. I suspect that these actors may have been uh, maybe have a little little, little something going on. They had good chemistry. This was, this was hot. Although usually real life couples don't seem to have chemistry on screen. Well, in the beginning they do. Remember yeah. who's the who's the who said this? There's somebody recently said this. Oh, it was um Matthew McConaughey. He was talking about, he said, watch the movie where the couple are just getting together yeah. and they've got great chemistry. Mm-hmm. Then you watch the next movie, they're already together and then they don't have the chemistry. Yeah. But the first one they do. Yeah. Like Brad and Angelina uh-huh. is a great example of that. Right. Yeah. Right. But yeah, I really, this is, I really enjoyed this movie. Same. Same. I, I, yeah, I, I liked the couple and all that. I, I, I thought Matt was a little bit. I thought that was underwritten. I thought they, mm-hmm. I think they could have done. I know, I know there's been uh, all, all alternative arguments about that, but um, I think they could have made him a more, I would have liked to seen what all the ladies were, were, were interested in. Oh, like, his, I, I, like his I, I didn't get it. I wasn't getting it. No, no, I'm not asking for that. I'm saying like, what was he, what was he providing? What did right. he, what did he do for a living? Yeah, I don't, I don't know that we that. know if he had a job. You said earlier, less that he was gamefully employed. I don't know if they ever told us what, if anything, he does for a living. He mentioned, yeah, call. he mentioned going to golf a couple of times. He was really yeah, into yeah, golf. Really. Yeah. I don't know what was so interesting. The only thing that was interesting was when he showed interest in, was that Lily? Who was the, the ER? Yeah. <laughs> so he, yeah. the fact that he was really impressed that she was an ER nurse, that was the first thing that actually said something about his personality, that that was, that was something that he was like, Oh, I'm so impressed. Yeah. But there was just so little about him. I just didn't, he was just sort of like this smiling guy. who was just like lumbering around. Mm-hmm. So I didn't, I didn't like that. But, 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 but I like the main couple were they, those people I very much enjoyed. Yeah. Same. Yeah. yeah. It was good, so I hope I hope Hallmark continues on this trend. Oh yeah. Um, and so for our um for our uh lifetime movie, I'm not gonna say what it I'm not gonna say what it is because I don't wanna jinx us. Okay. But someone who we like has a brand new Lifetime movie coming out. Okay. Fred Gwynn? This weekend. Fred Gwynn, yes, please let it be Fred Gwynn. Fred Gwynn comes back from the <laughs> comes from beyond the grave. <laughs> wearing wearing a black hoodie. Yeah, he died years ago. No, decades ago. Yeah. I just read that Heavy D died. I was like, oh shit, yeah. I, I forgot about that. I didn't that. know he died. Several years he ago. He died like 10 years ago. Yeah. I, didn't, I wasn't sure either. I just read this. I just, I read that. I guess I did know that, but yeah, maybe years ago, but yeah, I don't know. He's been gone for 10 years. Who knew? I did. Oh, and then there's people like Beverly Cleary. Like she was still alive. Oh, okay, great. Yeah. Yeah. Now she died. But she was like 90 something. Yeah. I think she's a hundred. Yeah. Something. She was, she was up there. Anyway, if you want to get a hold of me, you can find me on Facebook at Crooked Doll Barrett Presentation. Or you can find me at my website, lesscrookedallbarrett.com. Jason, 
please, please. Uh, do what you uh, do. There's, I'm sorry if I'm sounding like a moron as I speak. There's a weird like reverb coming back. Uh, uh, please give us a five-star review on whatever podcasting platform you uh, listen to us on. Uh, it helps more people find the show. We have some cool things that we're trying to put together. So the more people we have, the better those things will be. You can find us all on Instagram at Lifetime of Hallmark Podcast. And you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Big Shot Jason. Kurt. Uh, you can just look me up at KurtFitzpatrick.com. That's Kurt with a K. And I'm also seeking out acting jobs with Academy Award winning directors. So if anybody is listening, um, if you haven't won an Oscar, please don't bother. But if you have uh, contacted me and I could uh, play a, a, a role in your film. And if you're on Clubhouse, we have a Clubhouse room, a lifetime of Hallmark, and we're going to start having Clubhouse discussions and um I did find out that, yes, you can record podcasts, too, as long as you make it known that you're mm -hmm. recording. Yep. So we'll okay, have more of that as well. And um, if you like podcasts, I have two other podcasts. I have The Reality Reading Rainbow, where I talk about books written by reality stars. And I have the podcast Less Loves Soaps where I talk about your favorite soap operas in the United States and the UK. Anything else? That's all I got. That's, that's it for me. All right, then until next time, bye. Bye. Bye.